Hello, and welcome to episode 157 of the Nintendo Jump Podcast. We are a weekly discussion podcast created for Nintendo gamers by Nintendo gamers. Today is July 1st, Badoof Day. My name's Kellen, and today I'm joined, per the usual, by my good friend Sergio. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Happy Bidoof Day. I don't know why it is, but I'm glad it is. Bidoof is amazing, and everyone should have at least six Bidoof in their life. Um, how many do you do you have, Kellen? <laughs> Um, you know, I'm at three right now, so I'm getting up nice, there. Nice, nice. Um, I might have to gain another one just to celebrate this, you know, historic day. Yes. Well, uh, Kevin, <laughs> I know you are uh, the biggest Pokemon fan on the podcast, so I wanted to <laughs> kind of turn the time over to you. Like, how are you doing? How are you celebrating Badoof Day? I mean, what's going on, man? Man, I got a two-part answer to this. So, uh, for Badoof Day... Well, given that I have a total of nine Badoofs in my Pokemon Go library, yep, that's right, nine, and they're all very special. One of them uses Ice Beam, Um, but (laughs) that's beside the point. Well, actually, that that is the point. Uh, Doing pretty well, you know, I recently, well, I'm still finishing up my smoothie, and uh, a couple hours ago, Badoof smoothie, there you go, we'll just call it Badoof smoothie. (laughs) Uh, yeah, we'll just call it that. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, having my smoothie, and it's delicious. Sergio, I know you love that word. You always ask us whether we're delicious. I feel fantastic. I don't know where that is on your scale, but that's where I am. And that's all I got. Kellen, how are you doing? Nice. Man, I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, last month just kind of flew by, so really busy with the uh, work with month end and quarter end, and it's hot out. But, you know, I'm surviving, and just glad to be here with everyone. Um, for those that have listened to our podcast for a while now, you know that we kind of end and start months with the Game of the Month episode. And so we really aim to have a special guest from our community join us for these episodes. And so we're really excited to have a longtime listener and first-time guest host on the show, um, community member for Rarus Dragon. Nathan, thanks for joining us today, man. How's it going? Hey, man. I'm doing pretty good and feeling really uh, laid back. Uh, I'm ready to log another episode in with you guys. The episode topic wasn't a lot to work with, so. But I'm feeling pretty good. How are you guys all doing? Nice, nice. We were mentioning earlier. It's nice to. This is our first episode of our fourth year, and we're starting with four people on the episode. That's nice, nice and timely. <laughs> <laughs> yep, with four yep. fourth Roarus Dragon. So I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> worked out pretty well. We'll have to get creative for uh, next year's anniversary, but. Yeah, we're glad to have you here. Um, This is our Game of the Month episode, and as a community, we've been knocking out backlog games, so it's kind of been a really open month for us, and um, Nathan has obviously killed it in playing a ton of games and completing them, so we really wanted to have him on the show to kind of share some of those insights. Ah, Um, shucks. (laughs) So really looking forward to um, what we can learn from you. Um, so starting off on the show, before we dive into all of that, we just wanted to quickly go over some news topics per the usual. And the first part of that is introducing, you know, this month's game of the month. And, um, Sergio, do you want to go ahead and kind of announce this? I know you're the only one that's really dove into it so far. (laughs) Yeah. So as our guest for the uh, compilation of year three alluded to, Beckett and Bucket's older sister. Yes, uh, we are busy. <laughs> We're going to be busy playing Mario Golf Super Rush. 
uh, our July game of the month. It's going to be awesome. We've already been playing some games with the community members, and it's really kicking off in terms of multiplayer and then people progressing through the single player at their own pace and then discussing strategies and, and tactics. It's, it's been a lot of fun already. I cannot wait for you guys to also be joining us and playing. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about it too. I haven't picked it up yet, and I've also never played a Mario Golf game before, but Ooh. I definitely want to play with the community. It seems like there's a lot there gameplay-wise between like the story mode, just hitting a course, or kind of the more arcadey, hectic speed golfing. Right, so right. I'm excited to jump into it. Um, do you have like early impressions of the game? Early impressions. It's really good uh, once you get used to some of the changes. If you're coming from one of the older Mario uh, Golf games, yeah, there's definitely some changes to get used to. But once you do, it's really good and very addictive and a lot of fun. All the modes are are, are a blast. There's really no mode that is that seems to be lacking more than the others, which is which is a good thing. Awesome. And who's your favorite character so far? That you like to use? Uh, I mean, I'm 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 a Yoshi guy. Wherever Yoshi is, I've, I always gravitate to him. But I know uh, Bowser Jr. is also a fan favorite. He has a lot of very tricky tactics. Very annoying when you're mm. playing against him, but when you're using him, yeah, I can see why. <laughs> nice. Well, that's exciting. I'm really looking forward to uh, diving into that. Just you know, hitting the links this month and being able to play with all you guys. So um, definitely keep an eye out for. You know, people in our Discord wanting to play together, possible tournaments, things like that. We should have a lot of fun with that game. And then just as our final news piece real quick, I mean, how can we have any presentation by Sakurai and not mention it on the show? Um, (laughs) That's right up there with Nintendo Directs for me at times because he's so entertaining to listen to. So we got the Mr. Sakurai Presents Kazuya um, Super Smash Brother DLC Fighter video. Did you guys watch that? And what are kind of your general impressions of the video and of the fighter as a whole? Yeah, I watched it. I thought it was nice, but, you know, uh, I'm not too familiar with Tekken as I wasn't too familiar with the King of Fighters. And I feel like Sakurai did a much better job explaining the King of Fighters and even some of the other franchises than this one. You know, he did mention there's been a bunch of games and even though we're on Tekken 7, there's been a lot more games than that. But I don't know, I, I wanted to learn more about the series and the characters. Um, but, you know, he, he, he did what he needed to. And I, I guess because the character needed a lot of time to explain everything he has going on for him. So, yeah, it kind of makes sense. It was, a, it was a fun video regardless. Yeah, and I thought I was watching Tekken. <laughs> Multiple times, yeah. Yo, this is pretty wild. I mean, if, if you were to tell me I'm watching Tekken, I would have I believed you. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a very... As expected, very good presentation by Sakurai. I mean, I loved how he got into even like the genealogy of um, Kazuya, like you know, with Heihachi and with you know his his son Jin. And I was like, yo, this is cool because I mean, calling back from the Tekken three days for me, I'm like, yeah, that's my jam. So um, I, I'm I have to admit, I am a bigger Tekken fan than, than Street Fighter fan. Uh, as a, well, if you were to compare it to, I'd, I'd like Tekken more. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nathan, what about you? Um, what you what you thought about this uh, this awesome presentation? Uh, the presentation was neat. Um, he's like ridiculously complex. Like even if yeah. I wanted to use mm-hmm. him, I'm not going to remember any of the things he can do. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I was like eighty percent sure Tekken was a fighting game before they announced <laughs> Kazuya, <laughs> and now I'm like a hundred percent sure. But that's about it. <laughs> yeah. So. But, you know, they've got 
I kind of don't, I don't get that excited about the fighting game characters in Smash, just because I think it's less interesting than, you know, coming up with a whole moveset for a character that Mm. has no business fighting. Right. They're kind of just trying to put as many moves from his game into, into Smash. But, you know, there's already so many characters in Smash that, that I'm interested in, so... But it, it was, I did like the presentation. Uh, was this, this is the one where at the end he was talking about how Smash was like his life work and yes, um, he was mm-hmm. kind of reminiscent about it before he said <laughs> that, you know, for sure this is, the next one's going to be the last one. So that was kind of, uh, I like that kind of sentimental stuff. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to, to finish it with Waluigi and then that's it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you know, that would be cool, but you do make a good point, Nathan, about how, um, it's it's more interesting to see non-fighter characters being smashed, which is why we need Gino, man. I mean, like, sorry, I know you want Waluigi, but I mean, the pipe dream here is Gino, but I don't know. I mean, who's going to be more hate on, Waluigi or Gino? I mean, I the know. problem is characters have to be recognizable to be in Smash. <laughs> oh, no, don't do this. No, no, that's not fair. Not some lifeless puppet, like, from some game decades ago that has some cult following. I will have you know, he's yeah. a Star Road Warrior of one of the greatest games of all time. How How is that not recognizable? That's up for debate, but you'll be the judge, uh, audience, listeners, all over the world. What do you guys think? (laughs) I've got a prediction for the next cinematic. It starts with Gino, right? And it's a total fake out because he gets boogie bombed and then one pumped by Jonesy. (laughs) And he just like flies onto the screen and, you know, yeah, and smash on Fortnite. Let's go. I mean, that is not a bad choice. So (laughs) I would be for that too. Yeah, it'll be interesting to uh, see who it is, whoever it is. They don't deserve the hate they're going to get because, <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna say I that. don't know, everyone's so passionate. Everyone's <laughs> got the fighter that they kind of rally behind. I've gotten enough fighters that I've kind of wanted to where I'm totally content with the game itself. So I just want it to be whoever Sakurai wants to end it on. And I think people just need to be accepting of that. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. I really like Kazuya as a character. It's taken me a while to learn all his moves. Um, (laughs) And I'm really trying to work on my Tekken when I get hit by other people. But um, I like him. He's kind of slow, kind of methodical, almost slow to a fault at times. But I really like being able to grab people and then throw them. And there's like that perspective shift like in a 3D fighting Tekken game. Um, That like really sets him apart from other fighters. So I like him. I don't know if I'll main him because as far as fighting game characters go i kind of like terry just a little bit more in how he controls but yeah i think he's a solid addition so and you can never complain about getting a video from sakurai that's always uh, something i look forward to yes cool well i think that's going to do us for the news segment because i wanted to save a lot of time to talk about what we were doing this month so i referenced it at the beginning of the show we kind of left this month open to our community to decide what they wanted to play because we knew E3 was coming around the corner. There's just going to be release after release for the rest of the year. And we wanted to knock games off of our backlog. So this game of the month was focused on just backlog busting. Which provided a lot of great opportunities for our community to play a lot of different games on actually a lot of different systems. Um, so we sent out a survey per the usual. And gathered some results. And as a community, we completed 35 unique games Ooh, nice. um, this month which is pretty crazy. That's across uh, 14 different responses. So I guess on average, you know, 
people were completing over two, almost three games. Nice. Um, mm. So really neat to see. And there were a couple duplicates. A couple people completed the Famicom Detective Club and, you know, games like that. But there was a lot of variety here. So before we kind of dive into um, tips for busting backlog, I just wanted to quickly go around the room and talk about games that we beat. So, uh, Kevin, do you want to go ahead and start us out? Yeah, just because I feel like I'm going to be the most disappointing candidate of all you guys. Um, aside from the fact that I am super duper trooper whooper, the Pokemon, uh, <laughs> close to beating Cyber Shadow, um, I did. <laughs> I just completed one game. I completed Famicom Death of Club, um, The Missing Air, uh, and and I did. Well, granted, I did. There's a note where I did play. A good amount of Splatoon 2 Octo Expansion, but we're talking mm. about complete games. I played one game. I know this, I don't know if this is the, if this meets the requirement, but if it does, great. But just one game for me, <laughs> Famicom to the Club, Missing the Air. I mean, it was pretty cool. Nice. No, well, Kevin, actually, I might take that uh, honor, quote unquote, honor from you because. I only completed one game. I got close on the other one, but both of them are not on Nintendo systems. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I was I was able to complete Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil Eight, and I'm almost done with Near Replicant, the the RPG oh. for the uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, yeah, yeah, almost done. So I probably would be done if it wasn't for Mario Golf. Honestly, you know what? I I consider this on the equal level footing because you know regardless of platform i mean god give all, god give them equal love and yeah you only say boat, that because it's sony <laughs> <laughs> that's right you got me <laughs> nice awesome what about you nathan what uh games were you able to complete well i've kind of been doing a backlog thing for like the whole year it's just a coincidence mm-hmm. that you guys kind of came to your senses this month and <laughs> but for the games I beat, I can talk about that later. But for the games I beat this month, uh, I think yeah, I beat six of them. Oh wow! Uh, so I beat uh, Metal Gear VR Missions, which is on the PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I started that. It took me like it was like a week in in May, but I beat that this month. And then I beat Spirit Fair. I beat Undertale, uh, which that one I just had to beat the final boss. Um, Oracle of Ages. Nice. I Oof. was on the last Great game. I had a save state at the last dungeon of that game from like 2017 or something. So oh, wow. that took me like <laughs> an hour, but I'd technically been playing that for like seven years. Link to the Past, I beat on the 29th, and then I beat Super Mario Land on the 30th. Oh, nice. Which I just, nice. which I I never beaten that one. I just kind of just want to get one more in. So. <laughs> Yeah, nice. that's awesome. I definitely say that uh, you beat everyone on the show and probably in the community, you uh, killed it. So <laughs> yeah. that was awesome. I, I just want to say before we continue, man, when you said Oracle of Ages, that's one of my favorite Zelda games of all time. So that, you know, major kudos. Very good. I love Oracle. <laughs> Oracle, it's, pro- it, it's just, it shows how, how, how big the backlog is when games I love that much I still haven't beaten. Mm. But uh, <laughs> Oracle Age is probably like top four, top five Zeldas for me. Nice. Oh, so wow. good. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But a lot of these also, so like Super Mario Land's like a one hour game, but like Link to the Past, I had already played through the to the Dark World at least. Uh, like I said, Oracle of Ages took me like an hour to do. 
the only ones I the only game I beat entirely this month was Spirit Fair. I'd never played it before, but mm. uh, all mm-hmm. these other ones were were, were pretty short. It's just uh, things I hadn't gotten around to yet. Nice, yeah, that's really impressive. Um, as far as my list goes for games I completed this month, didn't quite get all the ones I wanted to, but I mean, I'll get into that later on in the episode. I did complete Pacross S1, and that alone was 300 Pacross puzzles. Oh, wow. I think it took me like Whoa. 30 hours. <laughs> so that was way more of a time investment than yeah. I would have thought. Um, <laughs> it actually kind of burned me out to start the month, which was kind of a bummer. Aww. I needed to pace myself a little more, but, you know, lessons learned. Mm-hmm. Um, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Nice. That one actually ended up nice. being pretty short. I was kind of surprised when it ended, but um, I still enjoyed it. And then I... I'm counting this as a backlog game, even though I picked it up this month because I've been wanting to play it for a while. And that's Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Um, oh, nice. There's mm-hmm. a lot of content in that game, so I'm definitely not done with it. <laughs> but I've played every song. I just have to go through like the different difficulties, try to get different achievements and things. But mm. um, as far as like completing it, I would say that I have and I could count it. So... Yeah, a little bit different than my list going into this month, but feeling okay about it. Awesome. So now that we've kind of talked about the games we played, I don't want to just like dive right into talking about strategies for backlog busting. I want to give you guys an opportunity to kind of shout out a game or two that you completed this month that you think deserves some praise or love. So I think, again, we'll uh, just kind of start with Kevin and go back around in the same order. Man, I gotta say, even though it's the only one I completed this month... Famicom Detective Club, the missing air, <laughs> is a surefire bet, especially for those who love visual novels. You're probably thinking, well, Kevin, it's a remake. Why would we play that? I'm like, well, why don't you spend some money and find out? Because it's <laughs> worth your money, and they did a great job with the fact that, you know, they took an old school kind of game, and they, you know, gave it, you know, a lot of, like, love, and just this, you know, with, like, this... You know, when you play this game and you see the characters come to life and even the voice acting, you, you know, you feel like you're there. And uh, there are sort of the the old tropes of, you know, going through the menus and clicking through every single possibility. But that's what it was made back then. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it it's not the most annoying. It, it was a little bit tedious, but, I mean, it, it still felt like I... As if I were a detective back then. And, uh, you know, it, it just really got to me. And the story still holds up to this day. I mean, uh, I believe the the creator of uh, Famicom Detective Club has had a hand, a big hand, in the Metroid series, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm mistaken, then, you know, you can boot me off the show. <laughs> oh, my again? God. <laughs> again? Oh, my... I, again, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but... But no, it, it, it's definitely without spoiling because Kellen, I know you don't like spoilers. Um, <laughs> Famicom, the, the, the missing heir, uh, one that's one of the two uh, games from Famicom Detective Club that came out. Uh, the other one being uh, the girl who's left behind. I, I, I recommend it, um, even if you're not into visual novels. Like it's, it, it definitely is. Maybe you can buy it at like twenty dollars, maybe fifteen. I recommend it at that price point. But but yeah, no, it's it, it's it's a great story. If you love stories. If you like games, get this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I guess. All right, Sergio, what about you? Nice. Okay, I'm, g- I'm going to keep cheating. I feel like Kevin today. 
I'm gonna go with the game that I I haven't finished yet, but I, I feel like I'm almost there, and only because I liked it much more than the one I finished, which was uh, Resident Evil Village. So I'm going with Near Replicant version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine dot dot dot. I think that's the full <laughs> title, which is pretty yeah. crazy, <laughs> but. It's a really good game. It's basically uh, a, a remaster of Nier, the first Nier game, which was, um, it's an action RPG. I believe it was for the PS3. came out 10 years ago. And just to keep it short, I know it's not a, a Nintendo game. And I, I honestly wish it was on the Switch so that more, more people could experience it because it's really good. It reminds me a lot of older Zelda games. Um a lot of the classic gameplay elements from older Zelda games, action RPG, but it has a lot more, it's a lot more heavy story focused. The story is very good and the soundtrack is delicious and amazing. So if you have a system <laughs> yeah. that you can play this on, definitely give it a try, especially if you like Zelda or just good games in general. It's a masterpiece, honestly. Awesome. Yeah, that, man, I, I totally consider that. And real quick before we continue, um, good news and bad news. Uh, good news is that uh, Yoshio Sakamoto from Famicom Detective Club, he was involved in Metroid. The bad news is that I said the wrong name of the other game, the girl who stands behind. That's that's the one, not the girl who was, who's left behind. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm still on the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think we've had so many guests lately? These are auditions, man. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think Nathan, I think Nathan will do a pretty good job replacing me then. <laughs> <laughs> is that an endorsement? Kellen, you're next. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't test me. All right, Nathan, did you have a favorite game that you've completed this month? Uh, well, technically, well, Undertale is like one of my favorite games of all time. Um, but everyone is everyone kind of knows about Undertale. Uh, Spirit Fair though was really surprising to me. Because it really, it's like a resource management type game. Um, and it's about, you know, you're, you're like taking over from Charon, the old spirit fair, and you're helping people to pass on to the afterlife. And I just thought it was going to be a fun resource management game with like a, you know, a interesting framing story. But the game was really totally surprising because it got super deep and emotional and it like talked about death in like a serious way. And, mm. uh, you have to like go through with each individual spirit and help them to kind of come to terms with their life until they're ready to, to move on. And it's, it, I mean, it covers death from like multiple different angles. And I mean, I don't want to spoil anything in the story, but I mean, I got pretty emotional going through a couple of the characters and it, it the game really sat with me for like oh. a week afterward. Um, oh, wow. So, and I, again, I thought it was going to be like a Stardew Valley type game and I didn't, mm. and I ended up, you know, tearing up a couple of times. So uh, I definitely would recommend that game to anyone except, I mean, as long as you're, you know, <laughs> emotionally able to deal with that kind of stuff. Um but other than that, Undertale is, it was super satisfying to, to finally cross that one off because hmm. Undertale has like like eight different ways you can actually beat the game. And the only one I'd never beaten was the ridiculously hard one. 
So <laughs> now I can finally say, like, without asterisk, that I've beaten that game. So. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. That was that was, and it was just the, it's the kind of boss that you just gotta kind of slam your head against it until you finally win. So it was <laughs> that was a good, satisfying like one moment. But overall, Spirit Fair was was great. Yeah, that's awesome. I've played the first like maybe five hours or so on Xbox, and it was great. I could definitely start to feel it going the emotional route, and that's not why I put it down, but I just kind of stopped playing it. But yeah, it's a great game, so I'm right there with you. Definitely recommend it. Um, as far as favorite game I completed, I don't want to sit here and talk about Pacross, because it's just <laughs> Pacross. I feel like most people are familiar with Tropical Freeze. So Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory... Um, there's a lot in this game, and I think a lot of people were excited to see Kingdom Hearts come over to the Switch in some capacity. It's a rhythm-based game. It's not like a traditional Kingdom Hearts game. That's obviously why Sergio decided to play it. <laughs> um, but there's a lot here. There's you know different difficulties that you can play on songs, and the hardest one, Proud, is like really challenging on some songs. So there's the replayability. There's different challenges for each song, so you can like clear each song by you know beating it on any difficulty, but you complete it by clearing all the quests for it, and that can sometimes require you to go back and play it multiple times. Um, mm -hmm. So there's all that. There's a lot of like cutscenes and artwork from the series. I wouldn't say that this is a great game for someone to jump into if they're trying to learn about Kingdom Hearts right off the bat just because it doesn't give a good explanation of the story. I mean, how could you give a good explanation of the Kingdom Hearts story? It's so <laughs> no. twisted and convoluted, and I still like it, but yeah, it's kind of a hot mess at times. Um, but there's still like really cool fans, fan moments of um, reliving cool scenes or cool artwork or things. So it's almost more of a love letter to fans that have been around for a while, but it's also packaged in you know the rhythm format where anyone could pick it up and you know, enjoy it. So um, I thought at release full price was a little bit steep for what it was. I ended up getting it for $20 at Walmart and Ooh, that was nice. like a price mm. that I just couldn't turn down. And so I feel really good about the game at that price. I would say even $30 would be fair for it, but I think full price is a little much for what you're getting. But if you're looking for a rhythm game, I know there's not you know, a ton on Switch. There's the drum RPG game that Sergio keeps plugging, but um <laughs> Yeah, there's Kingdom Hearts as an alternative if that's just not your jam. So I actually really enjoy jumping into that one. So that's the one I want to highlight. Nice. Cool. So now that we've kind of briefly established uh, what we completed this month, I wanted to go back to you guys and then we'll go to our community responses here about, you know, kind of the pieces of advice for backlog busting. Is there anything that you learned from this month that you wanted to share with people or anything that you kind of knew before that you almost validated this month? Well, if I may, even though I don't think I did a great job with backlog busting, I think that one tip that I would like to share is if you are trying to tackle on a game that you've had for a while, but you always put it aside, you're like, yeah, I'll play it next month. And then in terms of the two months, then in terms of the year, and you're like, Where's the time gone? Pretty soon, you know, you'll you'll have a stack of games that you didn't know you had, and you're like, wow, what is going on with my life? But no, but I think one of the things that I like to talk about is having a routine, right? And and I think with backlog busting, if I were if ideally if I were to do a pretty good job at it, which I didn't this month, but <laughs> or last month, but that's okay. I, I, I think 
setting aside a certain amount of time each day or even on the weekend to say, hey, I'm going to just block out an hour to play this game and just commit to it. And then once that hour's up, like, okay, well, I got to go do other things, you know? And I think that does exercise uh, a decent level of dedication, determination for you to complete that game. And for me, it worked for Famicom Detective Club. Detective Club. Uh, almost worked for Cyber Shadow. Almost. But <laughs> yeah, I think this is, I, I think that's probably one, probably my best tip for this. I mean, because mm. look, we're all adults or, I mean, we're all adults here, but um and for those who can relate to us, you know, with not having a lot of time in the world, um, you know, having that sort of routine, having that schedule uh, can help quite a bit because, you know, it keeps your, your day structured a bit and you, you're, you, you know you're going to look forward to that game when that hour period comes. So that's my tip. Nice. No, and my biggest tip also relates to yours in a way because I feel like if you manage to chip away at whatever game or games you want to complete, it definitely adds up. Even if you're able to play, I don't know, even half an hour a certain day, not even every day, or you, I mean, if you if you're able to play at least a little bit every day, even better. But just just keep chipping away at it. It eventually adds up. It might take you know maybe the whole month, maybe a little more, but you can actually complete you know bigger games. I for the longest time, for many many years, I thought, oh, I'm never gonna play an RPG again. I just don't have the time, or I cannot kind of force myself to dedicate enough time to play an RPG and here I am almost done with Nier which took a, a bunch of hours so I can definitely play RPGs again and you know anybody that uh, feels they're in the same situation whether it be an RPG or just a very long game you can do it just keep chipping away at it it, it might take it's fine if it takes you a while as long as you keep going at it and complete it and another thing and this one happened to me with Resident Evil Village. If if the side quests are not too enticing for you, it's okay to just, you know, focus on the meat of the game, focus on the main story and keep playing that. Because, um, you know, you're going to be able to finish the game if that's... If the game only enticed you to do that, I think that's fine. Um, it happened to me with Resident Evil Village. I wasn't too into the game at first around the... the the second third of the game, I kind of got more into it and I did a few side quests and then I went back to the main story and I finished it. So, you know, it depends on the game and how much it attracts you, how much you get into it. Uh, but my tip is if even if you just want to focus on the main story and that's all you want to do so you can move on to another game, that's fine. Nice. Yeah, I like that because so many games have like so much in them. Um, a big part of when I was considering what games to even play this month was when do I consider a game completed? Right. Is it when you roll credits? Mm -hmm. Is it when you like 100% it? Is it just when you feel like you've gotten far enough and you like personally are done with it? So yeah, I really like those tidbits. Um, Nathan, what have you learned not only from this month, but also just this year and kind of going back and playing all these backlog games? What uh, advice can you give us? Uh, well, I guess to lead off, I I'm an accountant. So I like a lot of structure and I like a lot of, I like making lists and I like, uh, you know, when things got in order to them. So with when I started doing the backlog earlier in the year, um, I made a list of all the games I wanted to beat, and I put them in what I thought was a pretty good order. Mm. So uh, it's... I'm trying to think of a good way to word it, but it kind of motivates. Like, if, if I'm playing... So like when I was playing Metal Gear, the VR missions was... 
kind of a not that good of a game, but when I'm playing <laughs> it, and it's kind of, it's kind of dragging. But I know that I want to finish Spirit Fair also, and I know that I've told myself I have to finish this game before I can start playing that one. Um, it kind of gives you more motivation to to finish the one you're on. Um, but eventually, really just. I guess this is kind of a bad answer, but finishing games kind of helped me finish more games because I've almost, I have like a long history of just not, of, of moving on to new games before I finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I actually mm. started crossing off a lot of them, it kind of gave me like a good feeling of accomplishment. So like, uh, you know, I didn't really want to play the last 15 missions of the VR missions, but I knew it was going to be good to put you know, the last Metal Gear game I hadn't played off the list. Um, so that, that, that kind of helped me, but I know a lot of people aren't, aren't as anal as me. And they, I could see how that could make like gaming almost feel like a job, but that's the kind of stuff that, that I like to do. So, Mm. um, but other than that, uh, the way I got so much done is that I just woke up. I think Sergio, I think you mentioned that that this is kind of how you play games. I, I wake up earlier every morning and I play before work. Nice. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. So I get up, which also I, I don't sleep a lot. I, like I've never slept very long. It's not that I am deprived or anything, but I wake up at like 4am. I play games for two hours until my kid wakes up. Um, and so also I've been, so, so I look up like how long a game is going to take. Hmm. And I'll say, so Spirit Fair is supposed to take about 24 hours. So I'd say, okay, that'll take me about 12 days if I play it every day. So I even like marked on my calendar, like my desk calendar, like a, an S in the corner of the next 12 days. So right. I could see if I could finish it, you know, before the average time even. Right. Um, so I had a lot of little things that, that helped to motivate me to play more be- and, and not to get distracted because that would put me off the... I wouldn't be able to beat it in 12 days if I got distracted by some other game. Yeah. So yeah. there was a lot of different things. Yeah. No, you know what? And it's not a bad answer at all. I mean, look, you, you finish one game, you know, you can finish one, you can finish two, you finish two, you finish three. So I think that's actually a pretty awesome uh, way to go about it. And I mean, I'm envious of, of you and Serge. I, mm, I mean, I don't know if I can wake up at 4 a.m. just to play games. Man. That's, that's, that's kudos. And I mean, I wake up usually at 6:30, but man, I I mean, but I, I'm just like, and I'm just getting ready for work. <laughs> so if I can get, if I can wake up at four o'clock, I'll try. We'll see. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I don't want to submit my name on that. But yeah, no, that's awesome though. I <laughs> wow, it's making me rethink my strategy. <laughs> <laughs> just a daily grind. Oh, oh no. man, I I knew you invited this guess. guy. Yo, I am all about that. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, I mean Nathan, right? Yo, <laughs> yes. I mean the daily grind. Before before Kellen kicks me off the show, I think <laughs> take it over. you got three seconds. <laughs> oh, that's how you're gonna use your final three seconds, huh? <laughs> oh my god! Like, oh, yeah. Silence. I'm just gonna be like, I got. You know what? You can just keep me here. <laughs> no, we'll keep you around. Um, okay. I really like the points that were made for advice and busting backlog. Um, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of a lot of them. 
So one of my hardest things in you know playing backlog games is I don't complete very many games. I'm definitely one that prefers games with like multiplayer modes or games that just can't be completed. And so it's kind of hard to consider those like backlog games because, you know, we kind of consider those games you go through and you complete and you're done with. Um, so it was really hard for me going into this month to look back and try to remember the last couple games like I truly completed. So I think a great way, if you want to motivate yourself to start knocking out games, is to, you know, go to those resources that we've talked about, like howlongtobeat.com and find a short game beat it and then you know start to build that confidence of okay i've completed a game i can do this um, maybe that one was only three hours but now i can take a 10 hour game and then you just kind of like work your way up so that was a pretty good motivator for me um, i started with pacross because i had a couple puzzles under my belt i didn't realize quite how long it would take but once i completed it and it's like such a casual game i could play it in any setting um, watching my team lose in the playoffs, that kind of softened the blow a bit because I could focus on Pacross when it got ugly. <laughs> um, I could, you know, play it during my lunch break, whatever. So that kind of got the ball rolling for me. And then I was able to start tackling other games after that. So I think building that confidence is key. And then the other piece that I learned from this month is it's okay to deviate from like a plan that you had laid out. I think plan and structure definitely helps a lot of people. Um, but I had like planned going into this month to also play like Persona Strikers and Bug Fables. And those are kind of, you know, longer games, like 40 plus hours. And I quickly found that I just didn't have time for that. So I could have really pushed myself and tried to focus on those games, but I didn't want to approach this month. Like it was also a chore because so much of backlog busting can start to feel like uh, I don't really enjoy this game, but I have to complete it so I can play the next one. And I don't know if I'll like enjoy that, but I need to complete it so I can play the next one. And um, while it's great to complete the games that we have, I wanted to always maintain focus of, am I having fun playing the games that I am? Because I own you know so many, I need to play so many of them. There's bound to be a game in there that would be fun to me. And so that's why in the moment I kind of dropped those other games, not that they aren't fun. Um, I just wasn't feeling them at the time from my plan to then play other games that I was feeling at the time. And I was still busting backlog, but I just didn't stick to kind of what I had laid out for myself. Right, right. And, you know, that worked for me. Mm. Um, obviously, different systems are going to work for different people, but that's kind of a piece of advice that I gained. Yeah, that was um, like I, I just gave the whole thing about the structured list. But um, like I had Sonic Mania on my list from the beginning because... Uh, the, the ones that I picked to, that I wanted to beat this year are the ones that annoy me the most that I haven't beaten yet and mm -hmm. Sonic Mania I actually really like and it's it was like one of the first games I bought on the Switch so it bugged me I hadn't finished it mm. but I got around to playing it this month and I play I was on the last level but I'm not very good at Sonic games so I could tell that it was going to be annoying and it I was just going to be dying on that same level over and over again so I just said, you know what, I'm not going to play this one. I'm going to play Oracle of Ages instead. So, uh, like, as much, even if I, I do like the structure, like I said, right. but I'm not going to uh, play a game that's not fun and, and, you know, hate what I'm doing every morning just to, to beat a game. Like when I said about VR missions, the game had like 300 missions in it. And it was like the last 20 or so that kind of dragged. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I, I can't drop it at this point. I just got to. It's just a matter of time until I beat it. But 
you know, I just totally dropped some of my games off the list. Uh, so you do have to, I do agree. You, it, games are about having fun. It can't just feel like a job. Right. Yeah. That's the, I mean, that's the number one reason, right? I mean, we play games to have fun, but then when you think about the fun slash time ratio and like you said, Nathan, I mean, you had 20 missions left, but then you're like, oh gosh, uh, <laughs> just imagine you <laughs> like just just like sighing like oh man i'm so close but but yeah I, I and i think um we sometimes we get caught into the whole like oh we have to finish this game in in order to feel satisfied but i mean as what you all have alluded to and mentioned it, it's okay to not finish a game in order to feel satisfied and have fun i mean you play it until your heart's content and if you decide that that is you know, that's how much you want to play it, and then you're done. Cool. Um, I mean, no one's going to be like, wow, you didn't finish that game, you know. Like, you're not, no one's going to finish that game. And if anyone does, then I don't want to know you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unapologetic about that. But yeah, no, I mean, we're all, you know, this is a positive thing. You know, being able to um, play games together, have fun, share experiences, um, and in this case, backlog blessing, you know, and it's, um, yeah, this is pretty cool, you know, just hearing, you know, all of y'all's, like, uh, strategies and stuff, and kind of makes me, like I said, rethink my strategy. Maybe I need to wake up at four. Maybe I need to play games that are a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> at least do that second one. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to do the second one, yeah. <laughs> I think the first one is going to be quite hard. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of mentioned earlier, we uh, sent out a survey to our community and our listeners to... Um, kind of give us some advice as well and what they learned from this month. And so I wanted to kind of integrate their responses into the episode because that's always fun. Um, for this question of best piece of advice for backlog busting, got a lot of responses here. So starting out with Decoy, aka Daryl, um, I really love this. He says, don't stress, play what you want, when you want, and be happy. Um, I think that really sums up a lot yeah. of what we were talking about. Like mm -hmm. we can lose sight of when we really try to buckle down and complete games that you know, it should be fun. I think there is a level of fun in completing something that has been stressful or difficult. Um, like Nathan, you had mentioned that final boss in Undertale. I mean, that's a monster fight. And mm -hmm. I'm sure it was like stressful and not fun at times, but it was like super rewarding to get through. So I think there's a lot of validity on like both sides of this between, you know, having fun and really buckling down and trying to complete something. Um, continuing through other responses, Dragon says, if you play something you really enjoy, you won't notice as much the actual time it takes to get through it. So play the games you like slash want to play. So that kind of piggybacks mm -hmm. off decoy, but I really like that. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. you know, playing games that you like and having that, you know, pass the time a lot faster. That was uh, pretty insightful. Um, going through other responses here, Dekuweku says, limit new game purchases and find time to complete existing backlog. Um, so much we think about, you know, knocking games off of backlog. We don't really think about trying not to add new games yeah, back in. Right. And we'll cycle back to that a bit because <laughs> I know a couple of people on the show have like tried really hard to limit the games that they bought this year to, you know, kind of manage backlog. So that was a really good point. So other responses that we receive from our community include once you have a plan, stick to it. We kind of talked about how we may have to be a little bit flexible on that, but, you know, plan definitely helps. Um, as hard as it may be not worrying or stressing about the backlog, that's kind of a big one because it's just such a stressful thing. Yeah. Uh, persevere and you'll get it done. Make a list of the relevant games in your backlog. Check how many hours they take to complete and set a goal, whether it's to roll credits or 100%. Nice. 
Mm-hmm. A list really helps me in a list with multiple choices so that I can work on whatever one fits my mood at the time. Take Ooh. your time and enjoy the games. No need to rush. Some years you will have less amazing games than others and you can do more work on backlog then. Uh, just push through it and tell yourself you can buy a new game, lol, like that. And <laughs> it's okay to deviate from the plan. So obviously like a lot of varied responses and kind of like encouragement in busting backlog there. We got so many responses, it was kind of hard to keep track of uh, who said what there, but those were all the responses we got. So did any of that kind of stand out to you guys? Anything you wanted to go back and kind of highlight before moving on from this? I mean, I really like the fact that, you know, there's a lot of different strategies, but at least one or or more than one are going to work for you. We're all very different. Some of us are more lenient or more disciplined, or we can be a little more forgiving or we can deviate a little bit easier but whatever works for us and and i think one big highlight that almost everybody mentioned let's just play games for fun whichever way we play if we play old games or new games let's just have fun that's the key point here mm-hmm. that's the that, that's the key fun f-u-n yeah i'm not gonna start singing that spongebob tune i won't <laughs> Save that for the outro. Uh, Maybe. I had had a different idea, but okay, I'll save it for some other time. (laughs) I really like the point of, and this like really resonated with me because it's so true, um, not stressing about completing backlog because there are going to be years when games come out you aren't interested in and you can work on backlog then. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because so far this year there haven't been like a ton of games I've personally been really interested in. Like there have been big releases for a lot of people like Monster Hunter was big and, you know, Mario Golf is big and those games are like good. I'm glad they're here, but they weren't necessarily for me. So it's been a great time for me to go through and kind of, Mm. uh, play these games that I haven't been able to get to yet. And there's almost something about letting a game marinate like in your switch for a while um not literally please don't marinate your switch but um i'll like constantly go through and try to find a game to play and there will always be like that one that's just kind of sitting there like almost flirting with me like hey you know you want to play me right now um but i don't like i kind of hold off you know like a pikachu at a bar playing jazz on the piano and um so I hold off, but then I open it up and I start playing. And before I know it, I'm like 15 hours in and I love it. So I think, you know, that's kind of the magic in gaming too, is almost past self treating future self to a game that you're going to pick up and end up enjoying. So Ooh. I uh, kind of really enjoyed that insight. I just want to say great anecdote, by the way. Uh, I love the uh, jazz Pikachu. It's very good. Uh, but, you know, interesting enough, you mentioned, you allude to this already. I mean, you, it's, implied that you don't want the backlog to control you you control the backlog you should be in control like of your your backlog what you want to play how you want to play it i mean it is all on you and once you have the backlog start to control your your schedule the way you play games then that's where it's all bad so control true but have fun (laughs) yeah yeah i definitely agree with all that so we kind of talked about strategies that we used. I wanted to talk a bit about difficulties in playing games this month. Um, what were your guys' like biggest obstacles in trying to complete these games? Oh my god, I just want I'll just go right now. Uh, the biggest one is if you play a game that has a single player element but is mainly a multiplayer game, chances are it's going to be a lot harder to finish the single player experience. 
and <laughs> just like go through the multiplayer. For example, I try to finish, try um, Splatoon 2 Octo's expansion. Okay, it's a very good part of game. Um, you know, there are there are things in the game that make me want to try different weapons, like the slosher, which is a buck of ink that you can swing back and forth uh, to hit enemies and and you know uh, paint turf. So in the Octo expansion, there were notable levels that used the slosher, and I was like, oh, cool. You know, I've never thought I'd be at least mediocre at using the slosher. So that's enough for me to try the multiplayer. And oh. There are people in our Discord community, which you should join, that are playing Splatoon in a little bit. Oh, let me play multiplayer. <laughs> and then that actually happened like several more times. Did not finish the <laughs> expansion. <laughs> and so I I don't know what this behavior is called per se, but that was the biggest challenge for me to finishing at least one of the games in my backlog. And it's hard because I'm like, yo, I love playing Splatoon multiplayer. I love playing the community and with friends. And it's like, uh, it's, I'm just like, oh, well, it's too bad. And now I got to figure out a different strategy for that. <laughs> nice. Sergio, what about you? What were uh, some of your obstacles and how did you overcome them? The biggest one for me is, is as usual, new games. <laughs> new games keep coming out and, you know, you're you're always interested. You're always like keeping an eye on what's coming out and in, now that I'm renting games it's a little bit easier to just think oh you know I'll, I'll just rent it right and then if it doesn't work out that's fine I don't have to play it I can just return it real quick but it's still a bit of a distraction and in, in, in a way because of that you might be interested in playing more games and just at least to try them out and see what clicks luckily for me there were there were a couple of games that i rented this month but none of them really stuck with me so i they they didn't really distract me time wise from uh, backlog busting but i can definitely see it happening and, and you know the one that did is the game that i actually bought i downloaded uh, mario golf and you know new game comes out and sort of everything gets put on hold if it's if it's a game that really resonates with you and you know who's gonna buy a game not wanting that you always want the game to to resonate with you and to get really into it from day one especially there's always you always get more enjoyment if you're playing the game when it came out and you're you're enjoying it from day one so that was a challenge but you know if you're in games it's a little bit easier and just keep on keep in mind, like, like we said, if, even if you're playing a new game, but you're having fun, it doesn't really matter. I mean, your backlog is always going to be there anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a really solid point. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Uh, Sans is really hard. <laughs> Agreed. That was, I mean, <laughs> it, it, well, I didn't really get into too many difficulties. Uh, it's just that... Uh, there was a reason I hadn't beat some of these games because like last month I also beat Castlevania for the same reason that uh, it's one of my favorite games, but I've never been good enough to beat Dracula until I just put like four hours into that boss fight. Oof, um, wow. <laughs> but Whoa. it's, you know, those games can get kind of soul crushing when you lose for the hundredth time. Oh. But uh <laughs> It, it oh. kind of it makes it more satisfying when you finally you, you finally get the last hit in, but other than that, it was pretty smooth sailing for me. Nice, yeah, that's good to hear. And uh, obviously, showed in your results for this month. Yeah. Um, 
I'd say the biggest struggle for me, and it always is in playing games, is I'd rather play the multiplayer games. Anytime there's a ping for Rocket League or, you know, any game, I'm, like, on it. <laughs> so I left a lot of the games. I was, you know, backlog busting in the moment to play those other games with, like, community members or just friends or family. So that was my biggest distraction, but it's like a distraction that I don't count as a negative because that's when I'm happiest gaming. Yes. So it was almost like a nice way of saying, okay, I've like put in the time playing this game, trying to complete it. Now I'm going to play something that I might enjoy a little bit more right now. And I think that's absolutely fine. Um, unfortunately, Epic Games decided to go ahead and throw out a new Fortnite season, like right at the start of last <laughs> month. So that kind of uh, sucked in a lot of my time trying to grind XP, get up, get the season skins, things like that. So got a little distracted there, but I wanted to cycle back to some community responses here and then we can talk about them. So kind of starting off here again with Daryl, he says the sales man, the sales. Yes. Um, <laughs> that E3 sale on the eShop uh, was kind of ridiculous. I used Deku deals to like keep my wish list on because they email you when your wish list items are on sale. And legit, I think I got an email with like 64 games like on sale oh. that I was not like Whoa. planning on buying, but wanting to keep my eye on. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like the entire <laughs> eShop's on sale. So I like really had to buckle down and delete that email and not even open it to like keep myself focused this month. And I just don't want to buy games right now. So yeah, definitely feel them on that one. Uh, Dragon said, choosing what I wanted to finish and trying to finish them alongside current multiplayer games I'm playing. Yeah, it's a pretty relatable struggle. Uh, Deku Weku said work. I'm exhausted by the end of the day. Uh, Shy Guy said mm. selecting which games to play. That and playing evergreen multiplayer games instead of backlog busting. Definitely relate there. I think we kind of helped each other with uh, that with Rocket League a couple times this month. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Cube said I had my focus elsewhere. Wasn't even planning on finishing anything. Clave to Sao said having enough time to tackle it. Uh, Laddie said unusually limited gaming time due to work and family made some progress in rocket league too uh phoenix had a nice answer she said octopath traveler i really wanted to get further in wrapping up that game but i wasn't feeling it as much as i had before and decided to move towards a game i was sure i could complete and knock off my list it really helped hearing kellen say it's okay to move on from a game if you're not enjoying it it was great advice and i really appreciated it uh, Mr. Shinks said deciding what to play next, and Claire Bear said just staying motivated to play. So mm. I think those struggles were kind of related across the board, but it also kind of highlighted just the individual circumstance that people can have in trying to uh, complete these games. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think Deku Weku, I mean, he mentioned work. I mean, look, we're, like I said, again, we're, we're adults. We got our own jobs and stuff um among us and which is a that, that's a, that's a pretty good game actually not a backlog busting <laughs> game <laughs> and <laughs> um but yeah i mean these are things that you know we have we have a lot of priorities we have to juggle in our lives and it's tough to be able to find that time to really um complete the games and so it, it it's a real thing to struggle and um i do want to say that we are very fortunate to be in this situation right to be able to have this sort of first world problem and so um i just want to say that for those who uh who are in a similar situation as us uh it's possible to be able to uh conquer your backlog you can you can do it 
uh just um make sure to have fun <laughs> so nice yeah yeah um i think multiple people mentioned uh it being hard to choose which games to play um and i said it was it was kind of easy for me but that's because like i said i kind of decided which games i wanted to play like three or four months ago so so hearing that reminded me that it actually was really hard to choose which games i wanted to play especially when i, I was picking them out for like the whole year um and in general the reason uh, i don't know maybe maybe other people can identify with this but the reason I have so many games I haven't finished is because I have, like, I, I want to play all the games that I have. Like, there's a reason I bought them. Right. So while I'm halfway through a game, you know, I'm thinking about the other game that I haven't played for the last few years, and I, I want to start on that one. So not being able to choose is really the reason that I have a backlog that's so big. Um, and it was kind of hard to narrow it down to a few games that I could beat, you know, reasonably. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. So, so really like the the overwhelming amount of choices you eventually get when you've been buying games for years, it does make it harder to, to beat any single one of them. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely agree with, you know, trying to find the games that you want to complete. Um, that's something that I'm still really trying to work on even after this exercise this month because I went into it with a list of games that I thought I really wanted to dive into until I started playing some of them. And I was like, you know, this just isn't resonating <laughs> with me right now. And so mm. kind of had to make some changes on the fly. But um, yeah, it's always hard to kind of feel that out. So I think just having the flexibility of, you know, having a lot of games available and then just trying to find, you know, what sticks, I think that's almost the hardest grind in backlog busting is just like finding the right game and then playing. It's a joy. It's like less of a grind. So yeah, it's kind of an interesting little uh, paradox in backlog busting. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we take risks when we choose a game we want to play, uh, whether we think it's going to be great and we're going to be invested in it. I mean, it's always a, every game you play is a risk. Um, but I think as long as you are calculated about it and you know, like, okay, well, uh, you know, I'm spending this much on this game, and depending on what genre it is, like if it's an RPG, then you know what you're in for. Um, I think just knowing what you're getting yourself into, I think that's that's a that's half the battle. Knowledge is half the battle. Look at that, right? Like we're spewing like this sort of advice here. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go away now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So we kind of talked about like managing backlog and the struggles. And a lot of people mentioned, you know, buying new games, new games coming out. So real quick, I just wanted your guys's input. And Nathan, I believe you've been like pretty public about this as well. Would you guys hold off on like buying a new game or playing a new game until you completed a backlog game? So maybe I'll start with you here, Nathan. Yeah. So the main reason my backlog bugs me is that I'm incredibly cheap. Uh, so every time, you know, I buy, spend another $60 on a game, you can kind of hear the whispers of the, the thousands of unplayed hours I have, <laughs> but, you know, you, you were excited about me when you bought me and now look how that ended up. <laughs> but it's, uh, so when I started back in like March, I had, when I decided to, to do backlog for the whole year, 
I already had pre-ordered 3D World and Bravely Default 2. So I kind of said, you know, that's it. I'm not going to buy any other games this year. Uh, I'm just going to focus on those I already have. But, you know, of course, with my luck, uh, <laughs> you know, they announced a mainline Pokemon remake, which I have to get. And then they, you know... They, they they remaster one of my favorite games just out of nowhere. You know the big the big twenty first anniversary of Diablo two. They just decide to uh, re-release it out of nowhere, and then they make a new two D Metroid for the first time in two decades. Like, and are they all coming out this year? By the way, so you know I'm only a man, and I can't really release all that at once. So those those games are gonna come out later in the year and kind of derail stuff, but. Uh, you know, I, and they all they announced. I think they announced Pokemon like, like a few weeks after I said I wasn't going to buy anything else. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it, I'm doing as well as I can. You know what was interesting that you mentioned about Pokemon? Because I remember one thing you mentioned a while back. You said that for anybody who is a Pokemon fan, it's like we signed a blood oath, and it's so yeah. true. Because like when we heard about the remakes, I was like, "Yo, I'm probably going to get it. I will get it." <laughs> It's more like they're more like telling us what we're going to buy yeah. later on no. what games they're making. I I think they're controlling what we're gonna play. I mean, uh as a bittersweet Pokemon <laughs> fan, not the biggest Pokemon fan out out of us here, but I mean, I it's my guilty pleasure. You gotta get back. So. It's my unguilty pleasure. I have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, Kevin and Sergio, would you guys kind of put off on buying slash playing a new game until you completed some of the backlog? No. <laughs> it's, I, you know what? I'm going to be honest. Like, no. I, but there is a caveat to that. I, I think if, if I want to buy a new game, I want to make sure that, like, you know, especially if it's something that we're going to play for a game of the month or something more meaningful, or, excuse me, it is just as meaningful. Like, something as meaningful as that, like, Mm-hmm. I make sure I'm committed to it. I'm not just going to buy any game, right? Because then otherwise, like what Nathan said, you know, those voices are going to come back into my head and then I won't be able to sleep well at night. And then pretty soon the backlog will control me, which is what you don't want. So I I don't, th- I think it's okay to buy new games, but just make sure you know what you're getting into and don't buy a whole lot. Because <laughs> if you're like me, you have a budget, stick to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you should buy the games that you're looking forward to. You should play the games that you want that you're going to have the most fun with. Um I I would definitely say, you know, we're always we're almost always playing a certain game. And if we know there's a game coming out pretty soon that we definitely want to get, in a way it's like a motivator. It's like, okay, I have two or three weeks to finish this game, and that kind of pushes you a little bit so you can start your new game mm-hmm. as fresh as mm. you can. But even if that doesn't happen, don't don't get too upset about it. I mean, you're going to be playing your new game and your old, your old game's still going to be there. Maybe if you feel like taking a break from the new one, at least you know which which is your freshest game in the backlog and you can focus on that, like in between. Yeah, I really like that point. Um, so much in trying to manage our backlog is like knocking games off, but you know the other side of it is trying to keep games from being added on through buying them. So I personally will still buy and play a game if it comes out, if I really want it. Um, 
especially now, like if you've waited, you know, 20 years for a Metroid game or whatever, please buy this game. Like don't hold <laughs> off because you haven't completed that like $10 game in your backlog. Like <laughs> treat yourself, you know? Um, but I think there's some validity in, you know, holding off. Um, I think like Mario golf came out, right. And it's only been out for, you know, a week, I think now. And I've been wanting to get it because everyone's been playing in the community and they're excited. And I'm like, well, how long is this going to be a thing? Am I going to miss out on it? But I didn't want to buy it until, you know, this month rolled around because right. I kind of dedicated in my mind already, okay, June is going to be trying to beat these games. And that worked for me because I knew it was still on the horizon. I knew I was still going to get it. Right. But it allowed me to, you know, focus instead of losing sight of what I had started. Um, I really struggle with adding games to my Switch and... I've already kind of told myself when the next console comes out, I'm going to respect what goes on to it because there have been periods I haven't been very good about that on Switch. Um, there are times when I have like $3 in eShop credit or gold coins and I'm like, I got to spend this now. And I heard like this $2 game is like actually okay for a $2 game. And it's like, <laughs> well, now I have to think about it as not using that credit or coin, but using space on my Switch because... Whenever I open it up and I look past, you know, the six or seven games, whatever it shows you on the main screen, um, I've got all these tiles and it's kind of like deflating to be like, man, I've got so many games to play. I don't know where to start. So I think kind of respecting what you put onto it and only, you know, downloading the games that you truly want to play, um, just kind of managing that, I think, can really help some people in feeling like they can tackle what they own. So we had also asked our community about this and I won't like go into specifics because it's kind of a short question about if you'd hold off on buying a new game or playing a new game until you completed, you know, backlog games, but just kind of picking out some answers that stood out to me. Uh, no, but I will hold off on buying games. I don't want to play right now. I think that's pretty important because right. you know, the price of games, they're going to go down over time unless it's some sort yes. of like collector's edition. So if you're not going to play it right now, you kind of have to like set aside the hype of I need to get this because it came out and it's day right. one and I'm excited, but you're not going to mm -hmm. play it. So you might as well as hold off. Yeah. Someone said, ha ha ha. No. Um, you know. <laughs> Sergio, was that you? I think that was Sergio. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no. At least you are honest. Um, so we got that. I try, but I almost always can't stop myself from buying a new release. I'm looking forward to. I feel that. Um, Someone said, it's cute. You think I have that kind of self-control? Absolutely not. Yeah, I uh, definitely <laughs> agree on that one. Um, someone said, yes, I do so all the time with eShop sales. I ask myself, do I believe I would play this um, before the next time it's on sale again? I think that's a good perspective to have. Mm. Someone else said, yes and no, because I also consider titles I had on my wish list as part of my backlog too. But then big releases coming out this month didn't deter me from purchasing and then playing them. It's kind of interesting. Um, I kind of follow the same mindset of my wish list is also my backlog. It's a game that I want to play. I just don't own it yet. And those are almost the <laughs> backlog games I appreciate more because I haven't, you know, financially put skin into the game to uh, play it. Right, so. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those were kind of our responses, but a lot of people ended up saying no. I think it was like 90% of our listeners said that they wouldn't hold off on buying or playing a game to complete backlog, which I think is, you know, the right answer. I don't want to say there's a right answer <laughs> to this question, but mm. you absolutely should buy the games that you want to play. Like, 
don't allow your backlog to devoid you of join gaming because our time's limited and we want to spend it well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, uh, there, that, that one part, um, <laughs> I'm still laughing. The ha ha no. <laughs> <laughs> um but no i i was thinking about that one answer that mentioned how um the games that you're looking forward to could be part of the backlog and but then there's bigger releases that are coming out i mean yeah i mean you know you got a wish list that can totally become your backlog <laughs> so it's just kind of like <laughs> how do you manage that i mean do you have to manage a wish list now i mean how do you <laughs> it looks like you have to be able to do some some sort of game management here i think maybe that's the key game management i mean well that's that's backlog but and, and anyway i'm just spewing out nonsense now but yeah uh <laughs> no <laughs> i can't help it yeah and to be clear normally that would that would be my answer too but i've just been i don't know something like snapped in me in this year that i just had to mm. i mean that i had i had to decide not to buy any more games because i was just kind of I just had too many. It just bugged me that I, that I couldn't. I really just wanted to see if I could not buy any extra games. Um, mm-hmm. But that this is a weird exa- a weird example for this year. Normally, I'd be with Sergio. <laughs> yeah, it always seems when you verbalize that you're not going to buy anything else that some out of the blue announcement drops. Like yeah, you mentioned right. Diablo too. Like <laughs> who in the world expected that in yeah. on Switch? Like I don't know. That's kind of <laughs> crazy, but. <laughs> I definitely agree with you. I think there's a lot of satisfaction and, you know, expressing self-control, being able to kind of overcome natural tendencies. And I definitely uh, salute you and kind of holding to those things. I try to hold myself to a somewhat less strict schedule and I probably could be a little more strict about it. I try to only buy one game a month now and that allows me to like focus in on games that I truly want instead of games I'm somewhat interested in. Right. And it's worked a little bit, but that still hasn't like been able to manage the amount of games that I have to play because I'm not very good at still completing them. I mean, I'm in the same boat. Like I'm not good at completing games either. So <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things where there's that pride of finishing a game, but I'm going to let go of that pride it's out the window and going to try to enjoy my life with gaming without the pressure of having yeah. to finish every single game. I mean, I think yeah. that's the key. Because if you think about it too much, it's like, you're going to get stressed out. You're going to be like, oh, gosh. like, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, so kind of towards the tail end of our episode and survey here, but I had also asked our listeners, on a scale from 1 to 10, how important is it to you to complete games in your backlog? And the average response is actually 5. So oh, we're kind of nice. split on it. Um, I think people recognize it's still an important part of gaming. A lot of cool things can be gained from going back and revisiting those old games, but I think so much of the focus now is just the new games still because those are kind of like the shiny new toys, right? The things we're looking forward to, the articles we're seeing, the commercials we're seeing, the games people are talking about online. Um, So I think that can kind of diminish a lot of um, importance that people have in completing Backlog, but how do you guys feel about it like... I know we just spent this whole month playing these games in an episode talking about it, but is beating backlog like really important to you guys? Um, I know we kind of go through like swings where it's more and less important, but just kind of wanted to open up even beyond just a number answer, but like why did we hit, you know, busting backlog so hard this month or even this year? 
Yeah, I definitely agree with the five. I actually chose that number two myself. I think it's important. It's 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 the right balance. You know, are you going to be playing one of the newer games or are you going to focus on something in your history, in your backlog? And I think it's a good approach, especially if you can manage it well and, and sort of try to keep it in balance. Uh, there's so many games that keep coming out that we're not going to be able to play everything we want. So there's always going to be something really good that is already out or that we may even already have it. We just haven't gotten to it. So... You know, if you buy a new game, you know, there's a chance you're going to like it and it's going to be a really good game. But the same thing could be said for something in your backlog. So you never know how things are going to go. So I think it's important to to keep it everything in balance. You have your backlog and you have new games coming out. I I think five is is the right amount. Yeah, I agree too. I I think I put six. I'm not sure, but um, I'm trying to remember when I put. But yeah, I think five is definitely the the right choice to go uh, overall. And I mean, look, Given the fact that some of us have signed the blood oath to playing Pokemon games for life, I think that <laughs> I think like what Serge said, balance is key. I mean, and I think the important thing is just to stay happy. You know, try to or excuse me, to try to you know stay in a, a a happier state than not when it comes to playing games because you don't want the the backlog to control you, right? You want to be able to have full control over what you play, how you play, why you play it. Simple as that. So. Yeah, I actually think I put like nine in the survey. Oh wow! Um, mm. Just because it, it does bug me a lot. Uh, because, um, and actually, I think I would put, I would have put a lot lower number if you'd asked me before I'd started focusing on backlog so much. Right, right. Just because, um, mm-hmm. I really it, it it gave me a lot of satisfaction to see. I, I guess it's it's kind of a unique situation because I made sure to beat the games that had been bugging me the longest mm. like actually somehow this is gonna be the third time it's been mentioned on this show but i beat pokemon gold a few months ago um mm. and you know that game that i'd been that i knew i'd never beat since i was like six years old um uh, or skyrim which i knew i've played hundreds of hours in and i'd never actually seen how the actual story ended right like, like I said, I mentioned Undertale, or um, like even even Link to the Past. I beat, and I didn't really like it, and that's kind of why I didn't. Like, it's not bad because it's a Zelda game, but the reason I never finished it is because I would always hit some point that it was not. You know, the game kind of gets, and I think it goes down in quality towards the end. Mm. Um, but even after I finished that one, it was like, okay, now I know that I'm not missing out on one of the greatest games of all time that I just never mm. get around to playing. So mm. I don't, you know, it, it's, uh, it kind of takes a weight off for me. Um, like I don't have to, because a lot of the, a lot, another reason in my backlog, so long as I love to replay other games and then not finish them. Oof. So I, I, cause I've, Ooh. I've played through gold. I put probably thousands of hours into that game in the last 20 years. But I never beat it, so I always feel, mm. you know, guilty. Like, you know, look at all, you know, how much I love Pokemon Gold, but I'm starting, you know, a new Skyrim. <laughs> I'm starting a new Skyrim uh, character, but um, now I don't have to think about that anymore. I can go replay it, but I don't have to worry that, right. <laughs> you know, if I, I tell everyone it's my favorite game, I feel like it, I owe it to the game, sort of, to to have finished it at least once. Um, maybe that's not how everybody thinks, but. Uh, I think I'm going to keep, maybe not being as extreme as I'm going to be this year, but 
I'm going to focus on the backlog even more than I had done in the past, just because mm-hmm. it, it really has done a lot for me. I think I'm like a, I mean, it's weird to be this serious about it, but even like a mental level, I'm always mm-hmm. worried about not putting in enough time finishing games and feeling like I've completed them. I think that's very admirable. And I think it shows that you really care about what you buy and what you play and how passionate right. you are. I mean, you, you just said yourself, you, you played the thousands, thousands of hours of Pokemon Gold, but you haven't finished it and you beat it. And I think there's a sense of accomplishment, a sense of pride that you have that uh, really does resonate with, like, you know, just a lot of people who play games. And I think it's totally relatable. It's understandable. And um, I, I really do appreciate that that pride you have. I think it's important. Um, you know, it's... There are certain games that we play where it's like, yeah, I want to finish it. I want to beat it and, and be able to talk about it, feel proud of it. I mean, I, I think that is really nice to hear. And so, yeah, I yeah. Mean, kudos to you. Yeah, I really like hearing that experience of you had these games that you've really loved or started a while ago and never got around to completing. I mean, there were a couple that you threw out where you had save files from like years ago that you went through and buttoned up. And that's really cool. Um, I didn't have that experience just because i'm kind of like getting back into gaming after these past couple years of like being on the podcast and in the discord community it's really kind of brought me back into the hobby so i don't like have those files to go back to that have kind of been nagging at me but i'm almost coming from the perspective of the switch has all these games available on it like between the online services and just eShop downloads they're like classic games that i've never played And I felt kind of lame, like, before last year, saying I've never started or completed Final Fantasy VII, for example. And I still haven't completed, like, Breath of the Wild and, you know, Super Metroid I still have to finish out. And so there's all these classic games I feel like I really need to play. And I think that's where, like, the, I don't want to say guilt, but, like, feelings can start to get to me where I'm like, well, I really need to try these out because they're, like, so well-received. And there have been ones that I've started out, like, you know, Final Fantasy VIII, and I found out maybe that's not a great game. But, um, <laughs> sorry, Kevin. <laughs> um, I, I can definitely relate to that. And I think there's, you know, a multiplicative of reasons why people go in and try to bust their backlog. <laughs> yes. But it's really interesting hearing um, the different motivators. So that's really cool. Before we kind of leave the discussion and wrap up the episode... Just wanted to open it back up one last time. Is there anything you guys wanted to share from what you've learned and starting to focus on backlog again? It is tremendously difficult. And I give props to anyone who has uh, the determination to finish games. Um, I mean, Nathan, that, yeah. that, that honor is for you, obviously. And I think... Um, you can't see me blush over the over the call (laughs) yeah no yeah for sure um yeah no it's it's made me think a bit harder about like my pride of playing video games uh and you know not that not as a bad thing to not finish games i think that you know maybe maybe i could fine-tune the way i play games more you know be able to balance a bit more and i mean there are some games that are calling my name you know and Maybe it's not a backlog month, it could be a backlog year. I don't know, but I still want to play new games, and it's difficult. It's hard. This is not easy. I mean, playing games is easy. Finishing them is hard. <laughs> They're hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and also, uh, Kellen, you mentioned, like, uh, feeling obligated to play a game. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's definitely another part of it. Like I like I mentioned, I have to get that new Metroid game because I'm a really big Metroid fan. But I don't think I've ever beaten a Metroid game. Hmm. Like I've I have put so I've played Super Metroid so many times, but I've always moved on to something else before I actually rolled the credits on it. So it kind of makes you know it, same thing with Link to the Past. It kind of makes me feel like I'm kind of faking it when I. I talk about being a Metroid fan when I haven't beaten any of the games, um, which I do. I want to beat like Metroid Zero Mission next next month, but uh, it, it is kind of interesting that games can make you feel that way. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not really guilt, like you said, but it's like you know, I, I kind of owe it to being a fan to to finish this game. No, that's a good point, and I mean. Oh gosh, when you when you say that, I think of the, the people who make the games. Like, how much do they want their fans to finish the game? Oh man, no, I'm feeling guilty. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, no, it's a good point though. No, I, no, it's making me think places now. Hmm. Kevin's gonna Sorry. go buy every single Pokemon game ever created <laughs> and just like binge it. <laughs> yeah, jokes not gonna happen. Sun and Moon not gonna happen. <laughs> Awesome. Well, if that's all, then I think we're going to go ahead and wrap the episode. Um, again, thank you, Nathan, for taking the time to be with us on this episode. It's been great having you and kind of talking about, you know, our uh, month of backlog busting. So, yeah, thanks again. Yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah, it was great to be here. Thanks for letting me come on. Yeah, of thank course. You. Uh, Sergio, do you want to go ahead and kind of grace us with questions and answers from last week? Yes. Uh, last week we asked... What are your favorite and least favorite NJP memes, you know, to celebrate our third year anniversary? So, for example, Shy Guy said, My favorite is the host or anchor person being stunned by how off the rails the show can go immediately during the (laughs) intros. And I won't say any least favorites. I don't want to inadvertently offend anyone. That's okay, Shy. We we know which one it is. (laughs) Do we? (laughs) Dragon said... Speaking of scene is probably my favorite and my least favorite, though I still really like it, is Five Feet Away, just because it doesn't make much sense. <laughs> wait, wait, nice. wait, wait, hold on. I'm going to stop you there. It does make sense. All right, look, I have my Switch Five Feet Away. I have my, well, one of my pillows on my sofa Five Feet Away. I have my water pitcher Five Feet Away. Look, man, this is all real. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Kevin walks around with the tape measurer That's and constantly it. moves things further away from him until he achieves five feet. <laughs> hey, you know what? Five feet away for life. That doesn't make sense. But put that as a motto. I need that space. <laughs> okay. Nice. You can continue. <laughs> And Gib said, favorite is definitely end of episode humming, but more specifically, Mother My My Wave Edition. <laughs> yeah, no. that was a good one for sure. <laughs> and least favorite is, unsurprisingly, Kirby Fighters 2 announcement. <laughs> Damn, man, there's so many. My favorite is the many digs at Pokemon that we always do. And even me, like I'm... Pokemon is my sacred favorite franchise. I love it to death, and I I love making fun of it because they make it so easy. It's 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 almost like they know. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's my favorite. And my least favorite. Okay, I don't I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but it's it's actually Kevin's music episode stories. 
Yeah, Kevin, <gasps> don't don't take this the wrong way. I don't want you to try harder, please. I'm done. Just, just I just it's over. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, no, it's all good. Oh man, I did not expect an answer. <laughs> cool. So, what about you guys? Favorite and least favorite? Uh, this was asked by I believe Hi, I'm Tom, right from last week. Uh, or if it's not, then I'm totally sorry. I'm just trying to remember. But I'm gonna give you different answers. My favorite one is when we always talk about the two good Golden Sun games because there's only two. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's, there, there are three. Um, no, the, there are two. There are two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my least favorite? Ah, oh, gosh. that That's a hard one. I, I don't really... I, I think it's when it's probably, you know, me gain off the show. I mean, it's still funny, but I, I, I'm always kind of afraid. Like, oh, is this really happening? I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully not. No fire squad on me. I never. I remember times where it's like I'm gonna jump off the ship. Oh. It's getting closer. It strikes. I'm out. But it's still funny. But I mean, there's a lot of memes that we have on the show. But that's probably my least favorite. But it's all. Good. Sometimes it's just too real. <laughs> it, it 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 can. And you know what? Why don't you guys go next? <laughs> oh, we can't replace you, Kevin. It's it's all jokes, but I definitely understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. That's all good. It's hard to pick a least favorite because it's like there, there's a lot of good ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, the answer I gave on the Discord was how basically everyone just throws Rotten Tomatoes at Kevin every time he mentions <laughs> Uncharted in any way. <laughs> <laughs> that it just gets me every time, and I also did say a runner-up was whenever you mentioned the two Golden Sun games. <laughs> yes, nice, <laughs> very good. <laughs> also, uh, I also mentioned. I know I, I'm picking three, but uh, when Daryl Daryl would always pretend to to restart the episode, and he always got a kick out of that as like his favorite joke. Uh, I, 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 I just like I just liked how consistently funny he thought that joke was. <laughs> And I, I, I can't really pick a least favorite because if I have a least favorite, then I don't I wouldn't remember what it was. I would forget about it. Mm. Oh, nice. Quality memes I only like here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Man, um, I would say I've got a lot of favorite memes, and I think a lot of them are kind of like hidden at times until we had like the outtakes and like the best of episode like music episodes with like bathroom breaks are always kind of funny to me <laughs> oh my god and i just discovered that when i first listened to the episode i'm not gonna lie this is in public i did not know about those those recordings so are I you gonna try to harder it. now i'm not i'm just gonna, look i'm gonna be as authentic as i can you know what you're gonna what you see is what you get <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think what sergio is getting at is the less you use the bathroom the less of those outtakes we'll have so uh right no, i'm just kidding yeah um, <laughs> but i wouldn't say that's my favorite meme i think that's just like a cool thing that was kind of highlighted recently i honestly really like anytime kevin just like breaks out a sound effect for things like the breaking news or there's <laughs> something about the best of episode that has me rolling every time and it's so stupid it's <laughs> His mountain man voice when he was announcing Smite. Smite! Smite! Ha ha ha! And he just has oh. like 
make this hard, you mountain man laugh. I like turned red in the office listening to that in the best of episode, trying so hard not to laugh because people are going to ask and there's no way to explain that. Um, so that was A like mountain man. That was just hilarious to me. Um, so that, nice. and then I would say my least favorite, again, not to hurt feelings. Um, I don't think it's necessarily bad. But it, I don't derive as much pleasure from it as others do, and that's the eating Pikmin thing. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I, I just don't have an attachment to Pikmin, so it's not like I'm personally offended. Um, sometimes <laughs> it catches me off guard when it comes up because it comes out of nowhere. But eh, if I had to pick a least favorite, that's probably up there. I thought you were gonna choose the "Gabby Brave" by default twice. One. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've made that one clear. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> oh man, I kind of forgot how I did the smite thing. Now I think about it, Mountain Man. Um, yeah, go back and listen to epic, it. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, I, I will. I okay. <laughs> Done. <laughs> nice. So for this week's weekly question of the week for this week, have you heard of golf? No, no, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it there. No, but... <laughs> no, <we're... laughs> no I, I think uh, this works better since we're, you know, it's crazy to me that we're done with the first half of 2021. So with that in mind, what is your current game of the year? And, you know, you can give us from any system and any release that it doesn't have to be a game that came out this year specifically, just as long as you played it. So with half of 2021 over, what is your current game of the year? Let us know. Nice. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We're going to jump out of here. If you haven't already, join our Discord group. The description for this episode has a link to it if you would like to join. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And check out our blog at nintendojump.blogspot.com. Send us any feedback you have at nintendojumppodcast at gmail.com. The best way to support the show is through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash nintendojump or by leaving a review for the show in your favorite podcast application. This is Sergio, and on behalf of Kevin, Kellen, and Nathan, thanks for listening. We hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye, everybody. ba 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 da ba ba da ba 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 da woo 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 Oh. Yeah. Okay. So that was bad. <laughs> oh, so it All was right. Pokemon. It oh. <laughs> I'm gonna find the source for this. But if anyone can figure it out, this is just one of the things I'm doing. I'm, I'm done. Have a have a safe rest of the year, everyone. Bye, everybody. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>